Hello, I'm Katie Sewell, and this is A Bittersweet Moment with Tiffany Parks. Hello, and welcome to The Bittersweet Life. I'm Tiffany Parks, and this is your midweek bittersweet moment. As you know, if you've been listening to the podcast lately, we are in the middle of our Summer in Rome series, a series of episodes that were produced here in Rome on Katie's recent visit and that we are airing for the entire summer. And our hope with this series is manyfold. Obviously, we want to give people ideas and advice for things to do and how to uh, make the most of a trip to Rome and Italy in general this summer or in a future uh, moment. But we also want to give people who are, for whatever reason, not able to travel to Italy this summer, to give them a taste of an Italian summer. We hope that so far our episodes have been able to do this. But if you want more than a podcast to transport you to Italy, but you want a book that will do that, or maybe even several books, then I am here to fill that need for you. I have made a list of summer reads that take place in Italy. Most of these books take place at least partially in summer and at least partially in Italy. Some of them not fully summer books, but the idea of summer is there. The sort of feeling of summer is there. Most of them pretty low-key and easy reads. Not all, but most. And something that you can definitely take with you to the beach or to the pool or when you just want to relax this summer and imagine that you are in Italy. So without further ado, I'm going to start with my number one. Uh, I read this book this year. I read it in April and this book technically takes place in April, uh, but it's very summery. So I think I can get away with it. It's The Enchanted April by Elizabeth von Arnhem. You may have seen the film. I personally love the film. Had no idea there was a book which was a very happy surprise for me. And having seen the movie did not ruin the book for me, although I must say I saw the movie many, many years ago. So The Enchanted April is about four English women, all very different from different walks of life and different ages, who in the 1920s find themselves sharing a rental castle on the Ligurian coast. And it is absolutely spectacular. It is one of my best books that I've read this year and maybe of all time. It's just so delightful. It's so wonderful in every way. It will make you happy to read it. And not to say there's no plot and there's no conflict. There is, but it is just so delightful. And as one of the characters says in the book, it's a tub of love. So you must read this book and it will definitely transport you to a seaside castle in Liguria. Next book, uh, similar vein, kind of, at least similar sort of time period, is Where Angels Fear to Tread by E.M. Forster, about a very uptight British family. I think it takes place probably a decade earlier than in The Enchanted April. Uh, they basically go to Italy, uh, two members of the family go to Italy to try to persuade their sister-in-law, who is a widow, not to marry a very unsuitable Italian man. Or they go just after she's married him. I'm not really sure. I did read this book this year as well. And 
I should say I have seen this movie too, um, which came out again several years ago. Uh, and it's very short read. It's different from The Enchanted April because there's much more of a disillusionment with Italy sense to it. Whereas The Enchanted April is just, it's all good. <laughs> the Italy aspect of it. Whereas Where Angels Fear to Tread, one of the characters is a sort of Italophile, a young man who just adores Italy and just waxes poetic about Italy. But when he goes back under much more serious circumstances than just being a tourist, he finds that it doesn't really live up to his, his memory of it. Another book that takes place in Italy, which is another classic, I'm sort of focusing on classics right now, is My Cousin Rachel by Daphne du Maurier. Brilliant book. I love Daphne du Maurier on a bad day, although she doesn't have any bad days. This is, I want to say, of of the books I've read, I've read four of her books and two of her short story collections, and this is my favorite. Not very much of it takes place in Italy, to be honest. It's a, it's like one scene, one or two scenes, but it's enough. It captures Italy in summer so well. The heat of mid-August, I think the hero of the story arrives in Florence on Ferragosto, uh, August 15th and it's so hot and miserable like he hates Italy so much of course he's also in a very very sad circumstances I won't be giving away anything of the story because this is like the first <laughs> the first few chapters he's gone there because his cousin who basically raised him has died in Italy and so he's going to um, you know collect his things and meet his widow and but he hates Italy so much and I mean who wouldn't hate Italy arriving on the 15th of August especially back in the late 1800s when it takes place, when there's no air conditioning. So I recommend this book full stop, even if you're not interested in in Italy read. And like I said, just a couple scenes take place in Italy, but enough to give a very, very clear picture of it. Then we come to another book that's got kind of a negative twist on Italy. Uh, It's Daisy Miller by Henry James. This is a book that I have not read for a very long time. I wanted to make sure that I'm only recommending books that I've actually read, which is why you won't hear me talking about Call Me By Your Name, which I'm sure is wonderful, but I have not read it. I've not not read My Brilliant Friend or any of the other Neapolitan novels by Elena Ferrante. I have not read Agostino by Alberto Moravia. Those are all excellent summer Italy books that really capture an Italian summer, but I haven't read those, so I'm sure they're wonderful. I mean to read them one day, but I want to focus on books that I have read and that I've particularly loved. You also won't hear me talk about um, some of those big, big bestsellers like Eat, Pray, Love. For example, you all know about that book by now in Under the Tuscan Sun. You've heard of that. You don't need me to tell you about those books. Daisy Miller, it's very short. It's a novella, and it's about a young American girl, a young woman who goes to Italy. She's in Switzerland and then in the first half of the, the story and then she goes to Italy. She goes to Rome in the time of Henry James, so the late 1800s, early 1900s. I'm not sure exactly the year. No, I think 1881. There we go. 1881. It's a story of how Europeans see Americans and how Americans see Europeans. And I think this is a discussion that is still fully alive and fully worth continuing to talk about in our day. But it's interesting to see sort of how it played out in the late 
1800s, it culminates in the Colosseum. I won't give away the ending, but it's very dramatic. And there is a young Italian, another unsuitable young Italian involved. Support for The Bittersweet Life comes from HarperCollins, presenting The Angel of Rome by Jess Walter, a stunning collection of tender and brilliant stories about the moments when life changes you, for the better or the worse. I met the Angel of Rome on a cool autumn evening in the year of my reinvention, 1993. I was what you might call a work in progress then, a shy, sheltered 21-year-old in Europe for the first time with a -a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to study Latin at the Vatican. That's Eduardo Ballerini reading from The Angel of Rome, the latest story collection by best-selling author Jess Walter. A starred Kirkus review says that you should prepare for delight, and you should. The Angel of Rome by National Book Award finalist Jess Walter. Available now wherever books or audiobooks are sold. Another brilliant Italy book is The Talented Mr. Ripley. I'm sure a lot of you guys have seen the film, which is wonderful. But the book is also wonderful. I'm not going to say the book is necessarily better because I think the film was done so well that it's one of those rare occasions in which the book does not necessarily eclipse the film. And this is another one in which I saw the film first. I didn't necessarily know there was a book. I saw the film when it first came out, whenever that was. And I've just recently, last year, uh, read the book. And it's wonderful. It takes place both on the Amalfi Coast and in Rome. Italy in this book is very much a backdrop. It's not a leading character in the book like some of the other ones, like the Intended April, like Italy is the starring role (laughs) and everyone else are supporting characters. So I think the talented Mr. Ripley is really much more about the story and the plot uh, and Italy is more of um, of a very rich setting, but not the most important part of the story. Nevertheless, it does bring Italy in the 1950s to life in a very vivid and interesting way. Uh, So it's definitely, definitely worth a read. Hopping back to E.M. Forster, I could not talk about Italy books without talking about A Room with a View. As you know, if you've listened to this podcast, A Room with a View is an incredibly important book for me. It's a life-changing book. I probably would not have moved to Italy if it hadn't been for the book A Room with a View. That is how important it is to my life. I might not even study have studied opera if it hadn't been for a, the film A Room with a View. So very important to me. But I don't know that it necessarily takes place in the summer, at least the Italy half, because it's just the first half of the book that takes place in Italy. So I'm not going to guarantee that this has a summer feel, but nevertheless, the heroine is on vacation in Italy. It's probably at the very least springtime. I'm not going to talk too much about this book. Most of you are probably familiar with the story of the young English girl transfixed by Italy, realizing that uh, when she goes back to her regular life in England, that it is not it is not going to be able to fulfill her and satisfy her after she has been to Italy. Another book that takes place in Italy that you might not have heard of, it is not a classic, it was written maybe 15 years ago, is Miss Garnet's Angel by Sally Vickers. I think Sally Vickers, I've read two of her books, I think she's kind of 
underrated. I don't think a lot of people have heard of her, know who she is. She wrote another book that takes place in the town of Chartres in France, which I liked even more. This takes place in Venice. It's about a sort of middle-aged woman who spends a significant amount of time in Venice and has an encounter with an angel, but it's not as kooky as it sounds. It's it's an introspective and beautiful and beautifully written story. And I think it is a beautiful portrait of Venice as well. Um, there are some really famous books that take place in Venice, The Wings of the Dove by Henry James. I haven't read that, so I'm not going to suggest it, but Miss Garnet's Angel is really nice. It's a light read. I'm not sure if it takes place in summer. I can't remember, but nevertheless, I've included it here. The Leopard by Giuseppe di Lampedusa is in an Italian classic. It's set in the 1860s, basically just on the eve of the unification of Italy. Um, unification of Italy, of course, is a wonderful thing. It's something that Italians celebrate. But, you know, we don't always think about the fact that there were a lot of ruling families in the smaller principalities that made up Italy that lost all of their power and prestige when Italy was unified. And so this is a story of one such family. It's an aristocratic Sicilian family and them sort of coming to terms with the fact that they're their world, as they know it, is at an end. It's really just beautifully written. It's melancholy, but it's very rich. It's been considered one of the greatest historical novels of all time. I highly recommend it. Now, I can't really not talk about my own book, right? It does take place in Italy in the summer. <laughs> so if you haven't yet read it, pick up a copy of Midnight in the Piazza, my middle grade art mystery that was published in 2018. It's available on Amazon and in, I won't say every bookstore in the world because it's been out for a few years, but you might find it at Barnes and Noble, or you could better yet have them order it. That would be great. But it's a story about a 13 year old American girl who moves to Rome with her father kind of against her will and witnesses the theft of a work of art that nobody believes has happened because it is instantly replaced by a copy. And so she takes on the investigation of this crime against art with the help of an Italian boy that she meets in her neighborhood. The story centers around Piazza Mattei in the Jewish quarter, the Turtle Fountain, and a centuries-old legend, and there's a hidden diary of someone who lived 500 years before, and it's all connected, and it's written for kids between about 8 and 13, but older kids as well as adults have told me that they have thoroughly enjoyed it. So even if you're not young, even if you're not 12, you could still enjoy this book or you could get it for a young reader in your life. So there's my shameless self-promotion of the day. And I also want to recommend a book that has not yet been published, but I have read because I was hired by the author to do an Italy accuracy check, a Rome accuracy check, uh, which was really a great honor for me and enjoyable. I mean, how amazing to get to read a book and be paid for it. So the author is Liam Callanan, who we actually interviewed a couple of years ago uh, when his book Paris by the Book came out. So check that one out as well. This one is called When in Rome, 
It will not come out until March of 2023. So you won't be able to read it this summer, but I wanted to mention it. It's about a middle-aged woman who decides to move to Rome to sort of complete one last big real estate deal. She's a real estate agent. The story is about her grappling with the decision to become a nun. That sounds kind of like it might be a heavy topic, but actually it's treated with a lot of lightness. There's a lot of humor. It's a very relatable story, even if you have no interest in becoming a nun or a priest. I think it's a fun story, nevertheless, and it also really does make Rome come to light. And I hope accurately, since I was partially responsible for that. And honorable mention goes to Beautiful Ruins by Jess Walter. I don't want to talk much about this book because I hate to say that I have not read it. Jess Walter is a friend of the show, someone who Katie works with uh, on a regular basis. And so I, I, I couldn't uh, not mention his book, which is, of course, a number one New York Times bestseller, also has won numerous awards, but it takes place also on the Ligurian coast in 1962 and I think then it pops over to Hollywood like I said I haven't read it but it is by all accounts a brilliant book it's on my to read list and it should be on yours as well especially if you're looking for a Italy summer read I hope you've got some good ideas for books to read this summer to inspire your next trip to Italy thanks so much for listening join us again bye